Welcome back to Apologetics for Tweens. I'm Tom Griffin. Today we're going to address the first concern about the reliability of the Bible in the form of the question, is it true that we have no original Bible or any of the 66 books? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for all your blessings. I pray that all those who need to learn more about the evidence you've left us to discover you and to know you better will be led to the sources for this knowledge and find the truth, believe in you, and maintain that belief for life. Amen. Each piece of evidence to show the reliability of the Bible is important, so we're going to do separate podcasts on them. Each year over the last couple decades when I taught a new youth class, they were initially shocked and somewhat scared to learn that, in fact, we have no original Bible nor any originals of the 66 books that make up our Bible. First thoughts, of course, lead to the valid question, then how can we possibly know what the originals said and be confident that what we have today is reliable? This is a reasonable question. It deserves a good answer, and we have one. First, unless someone may think that the Bible is alone in this category, it should be known that there are no surviving originals for any ancient documents from the New Testament time period or earlier. Plato, Aristotle, Alexander the Great, Greek mythology such as Homer's Iliad, Caesar Augustus, none of them have original documents discovered from their writings or writings about them. Do we still believe those were real historical figures and that we're confident about what we know about them? Yes, historians don't dispute what we know about those historical figures or what they wrote. So why then do people criticize the Bible for the same thing? Simply because it's the word of God and critics want to discredit it. But why are there no originals of the Bible or the other ancient documents from that time period? Well, there are several reasons for this, at least. The climate in the Middle East could be devastatingly hot and humid most of the time, and that caused uh, degradation of paper-like documents very quickly. There were no storage or preservation methods available such as today. In fact, most of the copies discovered were either in caves or inside vases in pottery, protected somewhat from uh, severe weather. Recall that there were no printing presses or copiers at that time. Handwritten copies was the only way to record something. And that was a slow and painstaking process to be sure you copied correctly, and even then, errors crept into it. For the Bible documents in particular, and especially the New Testament, that time period was very troubling and difficult for early Christians. They were constantly in fear of Romans who searched for them furiously. When caught, any documents in their possession that would be considered scripture were quickly burned or at least somehow destroyed. So the way documents were copied was behind closed doors in a disciple or friend's home. Imagine yourself trying to be careful and copy the book of John that perhaps a friend of yours had. How long would it take you, and how many errors would you make while you're under the pressure to complete it quickly and leave their home and also avoid capture by the Romans? It's actually remarkable that we have what we do. 
So what's the answer to how we can figure out what the originals said and be confident in the Bible we have today as reliable? Well, there's a scholarly process called textual criticism. This is a method that Bible scholars and other historians use to verify reliability. It's also important to know that many Bible scholars are not Christians, so claims of Bible scholar bias are not valid. Although we don't have originals, we do have copies. Textual criticism involves examination and comparison of the various copies, some full copies and some partial copies, or even just small pieces, a few verses, in an attempt to reconstruct the original, kind of like you would put together a jigsaw puzzle, and determine if we have the overlapping pieces from various time periods that match up correctly. When you put them all together, if there are no missing pieces and no contradictory parts of the overlapping copies, then you can know what the original said. For most ancient documents, this is a serious challenge because very few copies remain. The numbers I'm going to mention now are not necessarily the most recent, but the last ones that I recall from a few years ago when I was studying this in more, more in depth but they're going to serve to uh, show my point. For example, Homer's Iliad, uh, a work about Greek mythology, 643 copies. Plato's work, Tetralogies, only 49 copies, and he was a major Greek philosopher. Aristotle, perhaps the most familiar Greek philosopher, we have only seven copies at the most of any one of the works of his writings. Keep in mind that we owe the discovery of our, of our entire logic system to Aristotle, and it rests but on these seven known copies of each of his works. What about the New Testament? And, and let's focus on that because it contains the information about Jesus, which is the main criticism from non-believers and Bible scholars that aren't Christian. We now have approaching 6,000 Greek copies, the language the New Testament was written in. That far outweighs any other ancient document. So if the other ancient documents are valid with so few copies of them, certainly we have more than that, more than enough to review for the New Testament and determine its reliability. In addition, there are about 24,000 other copies in Latin and other languages to compare. The number of copies available to confirm Bible reliability is just astounding. As for the Old Testament, we have 10,000 copies in Cairo Geniza, uh, which is kind of a major storehouse or sort of a library. And perhaps as many as 200,000 fragments have been collected additionally. Then 600 more copies were discovered in the caves at Qumran in the 1950s, often called the Dead Sea Scrolls due to their general location. There are more than sufficient copies to compare and be comfortable that we know what the originals said. One last thought. Some people might ask why God did not supernaturally preserve the originals. Perhaps the best answer is that it would be easy for originals to be found and destroyed, and if there weren't any copies, the word of God would be lost. But Jesus promised that 
his words would never be lost. So by having so many copies, even though not the originals, we have the safest and perhaps most secure way of preserving his words. Have faith and see that we have sufficient evidence to show the Bible is historically reliable. Take care, friends.